Welcome, everybody, to the Spice Complex, Episode 1, with your host, Gaussi Saba, and the boy, Suj. This is a podcast where we discuss range of complex issues. Like, does the milk go in the cereal first, or the other way around? Or who gets the cup holder positions in different cars? In all seriousness, we'll be discussing things from all walks of life, from sports, politics, music, some more music, and much, much more. Today, it's all about getting to know us. So let me introduce you to your host, Gaushi Saba, the brains behind the operation. Hey, pal, how you doing? What's going on, guys? My name is Gaussi Saba. I'm one of your hosts for the Spice Complex. And uh, we're happy to have this opportunity to speak to each and every one of you. Whoever's listening, thank you so much for tuning in. And we hope that you become one of our regular listeners. Absolutely. So, how you doing? Not bad, man. It's a beautiful day out there today. Uh, we got pretty lucky past couple of days. Been great when it comes to weather in Toronto. Mm -hmm. We're out of Toronto, Ontario for everybody who's listening. Uh, if you get a chance to listen, uh, let us know where you're from. You know what I've noticed the last couple of days? How foggy it's been? Like, as we're shooting now, I'm looking out the window. I can't actually see the CN Tower. It's hidden behind the fog. But it has been a beautiful couple of days, though. It has been a beautiful couple of days, but it has been foggy. You're right. In the mornings when I wake up, it is quite foggy. Yep. Yeah. Well, winter is just around the corner. So how are you feeling about that? I'm from Canada, man. I've been in Canada since I was three years old. So winter is kind of like we get half of the year is winter, man. I know. But like there, there are people have favorite seasons. Winter's not mine. <laughs> If that's where you want to ask. Yeah. Winter's not my favorite season at all. Terrible. Winter is the best season. Ever. I am a summer boy. <laughs> God bless you. That's my dog. Yeah. Um, yeah, you are definitely summer vibes guy. Yeah, definitely. You definitely enjoy the sun more. You, you you do enjoy your winter, though. You go snowboarding and shit. You're, you're, a, you're a winter boy sometimes. Yeah. You got I, winter in you. E even though, like, the cold can get irritating sometimes, I think, like, the s s snow sports and the winter that comes along with it. Also, like, holidays are of often course. associated with winter, so it's just, like, that cozy feeling for sure. Uh, some of the best parts of winter is my birthday and Christmas. So I really enjoy those two days of winter. The other is eh, not so much. Yeah. Like so, pretty much in Toronto after January 1st, it's downhill for winter. Like yeah. you're into the, the worst parts of winter and we're lucky if we get out of it by March. Yeah. And you know, what's funny that kind of comes to my head. So as you know, I work for a company based out of the States. Yeah. Um, and like, it's one of the Southern States. So when you tell them we have winter tires, they have no idea what it is. Yeah. But they got snow for the first time in history last March and the entire place just shut down. Like schools were shut down, like four by four trucks couldn't drive. And I was like, yeah, this is what we deal with. But just convert your centimeters into feet. Well, growing up in Toronto, I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember when Mel Lastman had to call in the army to shovel the snow out of the city? This was when no. I was super young. This was late 90s. Yeah. Yeah, I only came here early 2000s. Oh, wow. Yeah. But yeah, 
So, so you immigrated to Canada early 2000s. Yeah. That's cool, man. So what was Canada like in the early 2000s? Um, when we landed, I think it was like maybe October time frame. Okay. So it was just like gloomy and gross. Mm-hmm. And so you landed, you're like, what the heck is this place? Like, is it going to be like this forever? Right. Uh, but it was cool. It was obviously like leaving behind home for a better opportunity and better style of living. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was land of opportunity for us. And you know the story behind like how my dad came to Canada to be and all that. Of course, yes. Yeah, so it's uh it was just nice to come and uh be with my dad after being separated for over 5 years. I actually I think it was closer to 7 years. I uh, I think it was a while. You yeah. were I think 10 when you were, came to Canada? Yeah. Damn. Celebrated my 11th birthday here. Wow. Yeah. Long time ago. Old man. Long time ago. I know. (laughs) I know. Uh, I had the plane Suge was, uh, I I don't know if I can talk to, if I, if I ever did like go back and like talk to my younger self and be like, Hey, you're going to be pretty, you're going to be pretty well off. Like you're going to do well with your life. Mm -hmm. I would laugh in my own face for sure. Really, you were a skeptic coming in? Oh, 100%. As a kid, you were skeptical yeah. of your own outcome? Yeah, yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, man. Why would you say that? Uh, I think I have... When I came here, I think I had a very pessimistic view on things. Okay. Because, you know, you're immigrating and then everything's new. Mm-hmm. So you go through the struggle of like trying to fit in and all the cultural shock. Nothing, is, nothing was the same. Yeah, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So whatever you've known and you, like as a kid and you've learned in the last 10 years, you have to pretty much unlearn and relearn again, which is a, I feel like the, a lot of kids that immigrated to Canada can relate to that. Yeah. It's everything you knew before here out the door. Yeah. Really. And then it's like a constant battle with your parents on the cultural difference the changes in norms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think it goes, I mean, we're from the Tamil community. Yeah. So it's it's pretty common in our community, but I'm sure in other communities, it's the same way. I think it's in many immigrant communities. I don't yeah. think it's, I don't think it has anything to do with where you're from. Right. I think it's really about how different this place was for our, even our parents, right? Mm-hmm. From what their norm was, Right. Like even take an African child who immigrates to Canada, yeah. right? Their parents in Africa, their life was very different from life here in Canada. Some parts of Canada, you there is no store nearby for a half hour. Like, and that's right. driving, right? When people are maybe used to, you know, just walking up the street. Yeah. Back home where they're from, right? So there's a lot of challenges that people face when they come here as immigrants and right. there is a lot of learning, right? Like I'm sure both our parents learned a lot and for sure didn't learn a lot. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Equally yeah. as much. And I also think like Toronto is a great place to move to because it's super multicultural. Yeah. You it's can find there. community here for yeah. sure. You can find a place where you can have resources to develop and kind of uh, yeah. get a foot down and, you know, Find Build your way. Foundation. Yeah, almost. definitely find your way. If you if you've got 
some sort of a drive to do something, there's definitely a resource available for you to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, one of the things, every time I think about you or, you know, who I, when I think about who you are as a person, yeah, music is what comes to my mind. Okay. So talk to me about how that came out to be and where the passion comes from. So growing up, our family is a musical family. Um, I... Growing up, I learned classical Indian music in my house. Like my dad, I came here when I was three. Ever since I was aware of like anything, there was always music. Right. So I could remember mornings waking up before going to school. My dad would be practicing and he would. Really? He's yeah. like rise oh, and shine. Oh, yeah. yeah really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did, it, did this happen on the weekends? Like Weekends, Saturday morning where you're trying to sleep in? This, was, really? this, man, this man is a religious practice yeah yeah, okay yeah i didn't know that yeah he put his he put his hours in man he i my dad's got ten thousand hours behind this for sure he's a master at his art right um i've i've witnessed um certain great musicians come up to me and say my dad is a genius right right so in his own right so um for me that I'm always proud of him for always sticking to what he felt he was great at or passionate about. Um, aside from that, um, I went to school and I was always like in band because like being in a musical, oh, you band nerd. musical household, I was always a band nerd. Right? <laughs> what instrument did you play? Uh, so I started out playing clarinet. Um, yeah. I didn't want to play clarinet. Um, I mean, I started off playing bass clarinet, right? They threw Wait, me on bass. That's a thing? Yeah, bass clarinet. It looks like a sax, but it's not a sax at all. Okay. Um, so I would complain to the teacher because I didn't want to take such a big instrument home <laughs> to practice with. And then he put me on clarinet. And I wasn't good enough to be like first chair. I yeah. was like third chair. So third chair was shit, bro. Yeah, all you would play is like four notes every time. <laughs> You're just the background noise. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right? So, um, and then um, as I got into high school, uh, music became more like I was discovering music. That's like when burning CDs was new to me too. Like, you know, burning a CD. Oh, burning a CD. I heard Bernie Sanders. (laughs) Yeah, like disc writing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like there was a friend in school I could pay a dollar to and I give him a playlist or a list of songs and right. he would burn it on a CD for me. I didn't that have was a days, I didn't have 20 a, songs fit yeah. on a CD. But like even before that, like growing up, my dad was big on tapes. So he would have tapes at home and he would right. listen to music on tapes. Right. So I would be the guy that took his like Carnotic music tape put it in and would record like Eminem off the radio onto the tape. Oh my so God. I can have it for my Walkman going to school. <laughs> right. How much did your dad hate you doing that? Oh, I've gotten plenty of beats for that. <laughs> <laughs> I could, he has a whole catalog of beats. <laughs> oh my God. You've heard about beats by Dre, but you haven't heard anything about beats, beats by, by dad. <laughs> beats by dad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. That laugh had so much pain behind it. It was trauma ridden sigh yeah. right there at the yeah. end of that. <sighs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, going on. So I would always be the kid that had headphones on and it evolved from a Walkman to a Discman. I don't even know how I got these things. My dad 
would somehow give me these and like the discman i remember my cousin i got it from him and um so i randomly would just have music and even at like our like random birthday parties i don't know if you remember there would always be like music and people would dance there's yeah. even videos of this from back in the day yeah. right somebody find a vcr we'll show you so much evidence <laughs> if we can find a vcr <laughs> um but yeah, so there was a lot of there was a lot of music in my house. So growing up in that environment, in in a way, I guess, led me into music. And growing up in the '90s, technology was like full force. The rise. Like I had my first computer when I was 13 years old. Yeah. And I had no clue what the fuck I was doing with it, but I was doing something with it. Right. right? Um, and then. Oh my God! Do you remember this Acid Pro? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was at the the house. Uh, this was this was two thousand. This was after you came to Canada. Yeah, but uh, you're talking like late nineties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. the late nineties, I was learning how to use a computer, man. And then come two thousands. By the two thousands, Acid Pro. Yeah, it was, cool it was Acid edit. Pro four. Acid and Pro, plus, right? Acid Pro four. There was Acid Pro three. There was yeah. Acid Pro two. There was Cool Edit, right? Uh, I've never used that. Yeah, there is uh, Mixcraft. I don't know if you remember Mixcraft. No. There was a bunch of there was a bunch of uh, DAWs back in the day. So I was always recording music somehow or some mixing songs together, working with audio at some way, yeah. some capacity. That's what brought me joy out of working on a computer, right? Right. Uh, computing audio, right? That's what I got into, uh, and then I ended up trying to pursue like i did pursue an engineering career wasn't for me yeah. and it, it wasn't like feeding me the dragon that i needed to puff on like does that yeah, make yeah, sense yeah. yeah no so <laughs> like something that makes you like itch yeah yeah, yeah 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 exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so audio was that for me so i decided to drop out of engineering school and i went to recording engineering school mm. i did that for a year and uh, I didn't pursue working out of recording studios, but I did like tour with musicians. I yeah, worked yeah, yeah. on uh, an album with artists and stuff. Um, and I've done like plenty of things for myself. And like from here on, it's just trying to grow from there, right? Yeah. And music will always be a part of me. It's just something that I'm passionate about. Right. And it's like something that has always been a part of me. And I, can't kick it bro it's like yeah it's like the color of your skin you can't change that unless what you're michael you jackson you know? what unless you're michael jackson oh my god <laughs> r.i.p <laughs> i think it's really cool that you were able to follow something that you were really passionate about not a lot of people get to do that i think we all do it in our own way like i didn't it's it, i kind of had a. it's kind of hard to make it a career per se right? right when when there's so much competition there's so much yes i could go work in a studio and be a recording engineer and do that that route but um that wasn't for me i really enjoyed the creative side of discovering kind of how to work with audio in different ways right so that was what was cool for me so here I am. We're doing a podcast. Man. Yeah. Like, so let me toss you a hypothetical. Okay. If let's say a big conglomerate that does cartoon movies. Yeah. That's really famous calls you. 
and says, hey, come be an audio engineer or designer or whatever you whatever the role is and says you have to move to Orlando tomorrow. I would love to do it. Uh, I would, yeah? it would be, yeah, I'd take it on as a, con- on a contractual basis though. Mm. Like I, it, I wouldn't do, but I you would, wouldn't do it full time. Um, like if it's something for the next three to six months, yeah, I'd consider it in the sense it had to be an opportunity that I can't resist. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I'm in a place where I work a great corporate job. Um, like, you know, I've got a roof over my head. I've got food on my plate and I'm comfortable, right? Yeah. Again, yes, comfortable. I, uh, if there was something that were to push me out my comfort zone that was amazing, I would definitely pounce on that, bro. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I know you've always been career driven. Yeah, but it, for me, it's like, it has to be organic. It yeah. can't be something that like, I'm going to slave and sly over, like, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. you know, I can't be, it can't be dirty for me. It has to be natural. It has to be organic. Work and to live versus live to work? No, like, this is life. Mm. You, like, you are a very spiritual person. Right? Like, so you have this approach to this. I, I am very spiritual. <laughs> but, like, for me, it's like, if I wasn't doing this, what else would I be doing? Yeah. And if there isn't, anything else I would want to put in my energy towards, I might as well be putting my energy towards this because I really do love doing this. It's, it's kind of simple. Yeah. 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 Right. And work for me, like I, I, I look at it as a service to my society. I am a part of a member of the society. Yeah. I have to contribute to be a part of the society. Even though you lose upwards of 40% of tax, but that's who's counting. Yeah. Like the government. And don't get me wrong. (laughs) If I had, if I was born filthy rich and had millions of dollars in the bank account, I wouldn't have to work, right? Yeah. But I w- didn't come from that. Like those weren't in the cards for me. That wasn't in the cards for me. Mm-hmm. So working, but still being able to afford to do the things I love. Yeah. That's peace for me. Yeah. I know um, talking about kind of enjoying life. I know one of the things you like to do is travel. Yes. Um, we had the opportunity to travel together. Oh, yeah. Um, but what's kind of, what what makes you take in terms of like wanting to travel? I know you you sometimes go MIA and we find you in like Cuba or Italy. So like there are random times we just like <laughs> you go missing in action and all of a sudden. I'm in a different country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, honestly, if there's an opportunity for me to travel, yeah, and it's honestly, it's just I don't know. It's like I t- I pull it out of the ether, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if that makes any sense. It's just like, like a peace of mind for you. No, man. It's like I don't plan to travel. If that right. makes any sense, usually. Oh, I'm the right opposite. Right, like, but when travel comes up, and it fits the schedule the budget and all that i I, like i said it's organic bro interesting i can never travel like that i like sure there's places i want to go to yeah right and there's places i want to visit but all the places i've been it's something has brought me there right right other than cuba but even cuba i felt like something had brought me there yeah I can't travel like that. I like if you look at my calendar now, mm-hmm. I have the next two years of travel like tentatively booked. 
Like I know during which weeks I will aim to go to these places. That's crazy, bro. I I'm I want to get to there. Like yeah. I want to be able to get to there, but right now, like I just got married this year. So for me, financially, feasibly, I can't set my priorities on travel. Yeah. So for That's me, fair. for me, um, come, come three months from now, my priorities will shift. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when my priorities do shift, yeah, we like three months from today, I mean, three months before today, we were actually discussing travel, like me right. and my wife, right? So actually today we were speaking about maybe Miami in February. So like there is, mm. it, like I said, it's organic. It has to be a conversation that's had and it comes up again. And this time it makes sense. So yeah, I think it might actually happen. It might nice. actually pan out. Yeah. So for me, uh, I don't push things. Like I think yeah. it's just. Um, You're pretty lazy fair. I blow with the wind, bro. You know, like <laughs> I'm like the flag, bro. Some days are down. Some days I'm full force, you know? Yeah. Okay. But I'll tell you about some of my favorite trips. Um, if you ever get a chance to go to India, do it. Because yeah. there's nothing like when you go to a place, especially when you go to South India, like I went to Tamil Nadu. Mm. So when you go to the, that state, you land in that state, everything is written in a language you understand. That's true. Everybody, all the security, all the customs, they speak a language you understand. Wow. So all the shops and stuff, they all carry kind of stuff you grew up in your house. Yeah, yeah. Like snacks and kind of things. But do you still end up with like foreigner prices? In the airport? Yeah. No, I mean like (laughs) when you're just out and about. Um, Well... Yeah, locals can definitely tell a foreigner, but pricing is usually on the board, bro. Like it, it's pretty standardized when it comes to that. Like yeah. the world has come a long way, man. I know, but the like, pessimist in me is like, oh, everybody's out to hurt you. But what I will tell you, I know we had this conversation too, tipping. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's a whole nother episode. We'll, they we'll look at you that. like a peasant if you don't tip large when you're a really? foreigner. Well, you know, it, you can tell. Foreigner, that, foreign money. Yeah, what are you doing? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for me, when I'm abroad, I don't mind tipping. Um, I will not give to like poor on the street ever. That's just a policy of mine. Okay. Um, I feel like if you're able to beg, you're able to do work. Like, because there's veterans out here who are working. There's uh, differently abled people out here working. So you have no excuse. And I'm sure there's plenty of opportunity out there for everybody to work. And if you're a child out there, there's got to be something wrong with your parenting. And there's got to be some kind of... Whoa, hot take. Right? There's got to be, there's got to <laughs> be some, there's got to be a solution to that problem. Right? Yeah. At least on the government level. Right? With poverty and children and children on the street begging it's just for money. so hard like i think in a place we, like india yes with a yeah. billion population billions in population Not in just the india, billions, like right? any underdeveloped country that's it's the problem of one, corruption tough. yeah and two there's no system in place to assist people like well i guess we're also talking from a place of again i haven't right now. i haven't been to india in almost 10 years but yeah um i think a lot has come it, it's come a long way in terms of infrastructure, education, and things like right. that. I think things have improved. There is an improvement, and there it has 
been a steady incline in improvements. So that's definitely a good thing. Again, I'm not well versed in Indian politics. I haven't been to India in almost 10 years. But while I was there, there was so much to enjoy, though. Like as far as parks, as yeah, far yeah, yeah. as uh, recreation, as far as the food, don't even get me started on the food. Dude, bro. The food I love not, food so much. Bro, there's a set of an abun, which is like the size of a Hilton hotel. Like it's just, really? it's just massive. But there's, isn't that just veggie only? Yeah, that's yeah, fine. No it's thanks. It's delicious though. Stop it. It's delicious though. Stop it. Yo, I'll hand me down best vegetarian food globally. I'll bet you anything. It's Indian food. Oh, yeah. My, my so wife is vegetarian. Not? I why know. Not? Yeah. They get some of the greatest foods ever. And it's actually like food that doesn't. Uh... Okay. I don't know if you notice this, but as I'm getting older, mm-hmm. I can't handle like trash food like I used to be able to. You feel like, like I heavy. Eat pop- yeah. I eat Popeyes and I feel like I'm out like three to five days. Yeah, man. I can't do the oils anymore, man. I yeah. can't do the fried foods anymore. I'm happy with like baked chicken on a salad. Yeah. Like I'm for really sure. happy with that. And whoever came up with an air fryer. Oh, oh. you are God. Oh, man. You need a, a Nobel Peace Prize. You yeah. need a, you need it all, bro. For sure. <laughs> You're saving lives out there. We, we will absolutely ambassador you to a Hold Nobel on. Peace Prize. Let me ask you this. Yeah. How much do you use your microwave since you've gotten your air fryer? So I don't know if you know this about me. I I don't eat leftover food. <laughs> I think that runs in the family. That's not yeah, just you. like my food. Like I have a hard be... time eating leftover food, but yeah. I will. I don't get me wrong. I will. If I make a mean butter chicken, I'll eat it the next day. Yeah, my wife's always like, "Hey, why don't you just make extra and then put it away so you have like you know two meals worth, so you don't have to cook." During a busy work day. Right. For me, I'm like, I, I like, I need fresh ingredients. I need fresh, like when I eat rice, like if I eat day old rice, it has to be in the form of a fried rice. Like, really? Yeah. hundred percent. I cannot eat yeah, you, reheated rice. Did your mom ever teach you the trick of sprinkling a little bit of water yeah. and sticking that in the 100%. microwave? <laughs> this is, this is not a, a practicality issue. This is like a mental barrier that I've built. You hmm. know what it is though? It's because of my mom. Cause she like anytime somebody comes over, she cooks daily. Yeah, hundred and ten percent. That's a brown house thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Everybody like there there could be food like delicious food in she the fridge has made. Yeah, from the day before in the fridge. But if somebody comes over, she has to make fresh rice, fresh curries. That's how it's always been. So I picked it up, I think, from my mom, and uh, I sound like a snob right now, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> you sound kind of spoiled, bro. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Um, but don't get me wrong brown moms are the best they different they they, they are different, the baby. best and i am biased so yeah yeah i'm speaking from bias 100 uh, <laughs> percent. i don't care where i am in the world even when i go to like work trips for a little bit i come back i want to go over to my mom's for like a good meal because mm. that's what i miss the most yeah nothing like mama's cooking yeah so let me ask you this. We're both Tamil, Sri Lankan Tamil. Yeah. What is your favorite dish? Oh my God. Sri Lankan food. Like a curry and like rice type of deal or? If you had, uh, you had a friend named Billy Bob and you know, he's from, you know, uh, Keswick, Ontario. And he's in the city and he's like, Hey, Sujit, I'd like some Sri Lankan food. What should I get? 
if I go to a Sri Lankan restaurant. Okay. Um, I feel like the default is essentially just mutton curry and rice. That is the default. Like, I don't think as a Tamil. But I'm hitting with something different. Yeah, but like, I know what my default is when I go over to my mom's house. Okay, what's your default when you go to your It's mom? always shrimp curry and rice. Like, I would die on shrimp curry and Yo, rice. Yo, my default recommendation is always crab curry and rice. Because, yeah. yo, we are island folk, bro. Yeah. And we do seafood real well. We do. So to not recommend a seafood dish is kind of doing a disservice to our cooking style, yeah. I think. But you know what, though? I don't know if I like crab curry. Oh. I don't think it's for the reason you think it is, though. I don't think so, I know you. Trust me. So, so the reason why I don't like crab curry. Tell me. Is because... I'm one of those people that wait like very last minute to eat. Like okay. I have to feel some kind of hunger before I start eating. Right. And crab is just so hard when you're hungry to eat. Like it, it takes us like a level of patience that I don't have for food. That's kind of what I love about it though, man. I feel like if you don't work for the crab, like the more you work for it, the better it tastes. I don't know. I don't like the effort but versus it. like it's the like, reward. It's like Korean barbecue. I don't get it. Like you're oh, hungry. Come on. You go to a restaurant. No, no, not not the style of Korean barbecue. Yeah. Like yeah. going to Korean grill and cooking your own food. I don't get it. Right. Why? Great concept. Don't get me wrong. But when I'm hungry, I don't want to go to a restaurant and pay to cook my own food. But it's such an experience. Yes. I Don't get me wrong. On a day where we're all just trying to have a good night out, we're having with a group of friends, we're having a drink, you know, Korean grill all day. No problem, right? But if I'm hungry, that is not somewhere I can go to eat. So are you not a big fan of hot pot? Have I ever taken you? Or your brother taken you? I've had it at your house when you've made it at home, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The best hot pot I've ever had. Prior to that, Worst experience when it came to hot pot. Really? Where'd you remember? Go? Uh, I shouldn't ask where you went. I, it's it's. We went to a place randomly. We were all drinking, and remember, uh, we it was like a group of us. It was like twenty of us. Um, we went with like. Um, if I don't remember, that's a great night. Yeah, it was a great night. Um, you you still had your Corolla. Um, oh, this is so long ago. When I first met my wife, and. Um, we went to the cottage, and then when we got back from the cottage, we went out to this place. Uh, I don't, I can't remember the restaurant's name. Is either. it the one at? Uh, I don't know where it is either, bro. Uh, I was smashed. <laughs> but okay. that's probably that's probably why I don't understand. I didn't like the food either. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I probably wasn't able to enjoy it For as sure. I would have. Um, my wife and I hot pot at home now. Because we have the gear. Bro, your hot pot setup is so good. Oh, so lethal. Um, and we actually like enjoy going out to hot pot as well. When are you making hot pot again? I'm coming over. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it. We got to do that. Yeah. Oh, and I got to take a picture and send it to Vinny. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I, I, I don't know if I would send him a picture. I think he's feeling a little homesick right now. I think so too, especially because it's his birthday. But Yeah. Yeah. But he's feeling it. Yeah, I miss that guy. Shout outs to you, bud. Yeah. Get home soon, pal. So, Suj, let me ask you this. Yeah. Stranger, 
you're at a cocktail mixer of some sort. Wee oh, wee. Oui, oui. Right? Or probably parking lot pimping if we know you each. After <laughs> every hockey game, baby. <laughs> right? Uh, new person in the group. Like, hey, nice to meet you, man. Tell me about yourself. Tell me three things. What are you going to say? And that person's a total weirdo for coming up to you like that, by the way. Yeah. Right? But yeah. No, nobody weird, in Toronto should approach you like this. That weirdo comes up to you and be like, yo, tell me about yourself. Tell me three things. What's up? Number one, I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> Number two, please step away from me. <laughs> um, I think uh, one of the first things... I always liked, this is like an interview question. It comes up a lot. Hey, tell, tell you know, nah, tell us about you. This is like, I, like a, the scenario I put, this is like a fun event. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I am someone who's very adventurous. Okay. I am someone who continuously has to stay engaged and learn something. Uh-huh. And I, I, I am completely dedicated to and driven by food. I just love food. I know they're not like personality traits, but that's what like makes me tick. Mm-hmm. Um, I love trying new things. I think it's like the... I think that comes from the adventurous side in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Like if you were ever to like call me at like middle of a work day and be like, hey, can we go skydiving right now? Consider, you you consider drop everything. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, absolutely. Let's go do this. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been? No, just indoor skydiving. Any good? I mean, you're flying with somebody else, so I, oh. I don't really... So... You don't learn much. Question. Your first time skydiving, would you want to dive with somebody else and pull your chute? Or them pull your chute? Or what was the question? Yeah. So the, how it works is if you, if you jump, you have two choices. Yeah. Right? If you solo jump yeah. and you have somebody pull your chute, you, the, the drop isn't as high. Right. It's a low altitude jump. Right. Whereas if you are tandem and attached to, let's say an instructor or a pro. Yeah. Then you can jump, I think. Well over 10,000 feet. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so that's what I was Your jump you. height is different. Right, 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 right. And I love heights. So, yeah, very adventurous. Um, I think that's what kind of took me down the hockey and the baseball. Just kind of the, the need for kind of thrill? Yeah. Yeah. Hockey, I mean, you're doing two things uh, to actually play the sport. Skate and actually play a sport. That's yeah. pretty Good. And actually what got me into hockey was when the Toronto Maple Leafs mm -hmm. of 2003 and four, Ty Domi, Matt Sundin, Robert Reichel. What an era for the Leafs, huh? Oh my God. Some what of the a best. wasted team. Some of the best Leafs. So we many. got, we got pretty far. We got conference finals that year. We lost to the Hurricanes. Philadelphia. The no. Hurricanes. And the, the and Flyers. The Flyers. Game and seven knockout in overtime. I remember one year we lost to North Carolina. I was North there, Carolina. Or I, sorry, Hurricanes. Carolina. Ooh, Carolina Hurricanes. I remember we lost uh, one year. Oh, that's the year they went on to win it. But we didn't even make playoffs that year. Yeah, we did. No. I swear we made conference no, that year. No, no, no. no. Oh, conference know. was against uh, Ottawa, I think. But yeah. That was a long time ago. 
Again, I'm not the biggest sports fanatic at all. I like to bet. Yeah. Betting on sports is a lot of fun. Football especially. Oh, man. I can't really watch the games, eh, I, you know, unless I really have a bet on it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, in football, you can do so many parlays. Like, for everything. Yeah. Like, this guy's going to throw this many yards. This guy's going to walk this many yards. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's going to crawl this many yards. <laughs> like, which way is the coach going to wear the headset? What color Gatorade are they going to dump on the coach tonight? Oh, I love those bets uh, during the Super prop Bowl. bets? Yeah. Oh, those are good. Or the length of the national anthem or what song the artist that's performing halftime. I actually hit, actually, I, th- I think your brother bet too. But last Super Bowl, I hit a parlay, like a five-way parlay. Oh, shit. That's a lot of money, bro. Yeah. Man. It was good. It was good. So, yeah, if you're listening and you want to take betting advice. Uh, Do not come this to me. I'm not giving somebody yeah. else advice. Yeah. So, don't take Sage's betting advice. Yeah. Zero chance I'd be responsible he'll for your money. let you know what bets he's setting. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's a fair deal, I think. I'm happy to share and uh, take down these Big gambling corporations. Hey, if you lose, don't come see us, eh? Yeah. I'm telling you now. This is this is a this is an announcement. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. don't call us if you lose. So knowing you for as long as I know you, yeah, you've always been an athlete, or at least sure athlete. That's a strong word. Athletic. Yeah. And a, yeah. A, athletic. You've always played sports, whether it be league or um, just for fun. Yeah. I've always seen you involved in some kind of a team or involved in some kind of a team sport. So where did that come from? Um, like I said, like hockey literally came from watching the Leafs and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Uh, but I think the natural attraction to baseball came by the way of cricket. Okay. Um, it was just something that was very easily adaptable um, because it's it's very, it's somewhat similar, right? Like hitting a ball. Catching the ball. Catching the ball. Chasing after fielding, a ball. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what essentially ended up deciding baseball over, over hockey was money. And it's just, it wasn't feasible to play hockey, especially in Toronto and GTA. Right. Uh, quite it's really expensive. expensive. I think at the time it was like there were parents saying how it costed like almost seven grand to play select. Wow. And it's like upwards of 12K if you're playing rep and like tournaments. And Scouting like leagues. Yeah. Yeah. That, that just wasn't realistic. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's partially one of the reasons. Like, I never played a lot of sports either. Um, I always loved playing baseball, elementary yeah. school, whatever. Uh, never had a baseball team at high school. They never, or um, middle school, they never had a baseball team. Softball? At the time, they never did. They had a female softball team, but did not Did you go to male. the same middle school I went to? Yes, I did. Oh. They didn't have softball then? They didn't have a boys softball team, I think. Oh, that year. Yay. Yeah. So um, they didn't have a lot of sports for some reason. Or they did. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't. Maybe I was just a fat kid always. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I think I was the fat kid. <laughs> uh. 
<laughs> but no, I uh, I did play the rugby. Epiphany years. I after. played baseball in elementary school. I played rugby in uh, uh, high, school. high school. Believe it or not, in uh, middle school, I was in a club called the Conditioning Club. Do you remember this club? What? Do you remember Conditioning Club? No. So Conditioning Club was every morning you'd come in an hour before school started and you'd go running. And uh, if, you, if you wanted to take, um, it was like an, an elective credit that you would get. But if you wanted to play any sports or try out for any sports, you had This is in to, high school. N- no, this is in middle school too. No, it existed in our high school. Did it? Yeah. So that was, that, that was early morning gym. No, no, this is not what I'm talking about. No. This is conditioning club, right? That sounds so offside. Right? So if you played on a, uh, a team at the school, you had to be a part of this club. Actually, I think I know what you're talking about. Because all the soccer guys used to come in. If you wanted to try out for any sport, you yeah, had yeah. to be a p- part of this club. It's called conditioning club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember the middle school we went to. There was like this odd shaped soccer a field. Great idea. Yeah, but I think it's too early. <laughs> seven a.m. or it's like seven forty-five to eight forty-five. Yeah, and that's you're what just it was. Sweaty in the mornings. Exactly. Um, and you haven't learned what deodorant is yet. No, no. So no, the whole no. class just smells like a gym Hold bag. On. Did your parents teach you what deodorant was? No, <laughs> neither did mine. Yeah, <laughs> I, to, I was like, I smell like shit. I got to figure out how to like fix it. And then I went to the store and like literally. I think I didn't learn about deodorant until about middle school, bud. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. For sure. For sure. For sure. I wonder what age kids learn about deodorant now. Oh my God. We can never be parents. At what age do they, uh, uh, do kids start using deodorant? Wife. Hello. Bye, wife. Bye. Love you. Um, is this something? Actually, I think this is something. I'm actually curious. Like, at what age do kids start using deodorant or antiperspirant? Oh, no. At what age does do kids start wearing deodorants? There's no specific age for a child to start wearing deodorant or antiperspirant. Many start in their teen. Some start as soon as puberty starts to, uh, starts to cause body order. That's interesting. <laughs> that seems kind of offside to me, yo. Like, that seems like, is deodorant really necessary? Like, well, yeah, because I started using deodorant. Because you when smell. I was, yeah, I was like, ew. Right. No, but could we just not shower more? You sound like somebody that's going to be like, you know, chemicals make my body weird. No, don't get me wrong. No, no, I'm all for clean cleanliness. Don't get. I like to shower. I I like to shower. I shower every day, sometimes twice a day. You know, if I'm having a real musty day, I'll have three showers. Like I'm that guy. I don't mind showering, right? But what I'm trying to say is, who invented deodorant and what but, was its original purpose? No, 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 no. I, I, this, <laughs> this user experience that you're kind of sharing right now. Like, I don't know, man. It 
So I can. I'm curious. I'm is, sure. Is deodorant, antiperspirant, a thing in all countries, or is it a North yes, American? Hundred percent. Hmm. Um, I also. <laughs> I like, sound like the brown guy. Don't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's happening. The the so let's say like I don't use deodorant and I just have to shower. I would have to shower every two hours. Like right. it's not an efficient way to go about the modern like workday. Right, right. Okay, life. okay. No, I totally understand the purpose of deodorant as an adult. Yes, when you're at work and shit. Yes. Right. Right? But no, like... But when also, they as say, a kid, as a kid, I don't your think parents I'm, aren't going to give you 8,000 showers a day. Like, but, like I don't think a five-year-old is using deodorant, is it? No, but they, they haven't hit puberty. <laughs> like, they don't sweat through their so, pores like so, somebody who so hit puberty. No, but kids sweat. Yeah, but... Oh my God! I, we need some expert to come on and tell yeah, us, we need to speak to an expert this. about this because yeah. this is this is jokes. If this you're is hilarious. listening to this and you think you and you're know, an expert, yeah, yeah, please reach out because this this just we'd love to hear about stumped it. me. If you're like an early childhood educator or something, you know, and you know about children's anatomy or something, please. please. Or if you're a doctor, uh, yeah, yeah, give us a ring. Because uh, that one love stumped to us. Sit down with you. As I was talking through my logic, I was like, wait a second, there's a hole here. Yeah, strange uh, strange questions for doctors. We should do an episode. That would be fun. Yeah, definitely. And we'll one. definitely take some user questions for sure, too. Yeah. I Did I just call them users? I don't know if I want to call our listeners users. Should we call them spicers since we're the spice, spice complex? Spice girls and boys? No, that's kind of weird. Yeah? Nah. Welcome boys, welcome girls. I don't think that's the same Spice Girls you're talking about. I know. That's the, that's the song that came to my mind. Can you name, can you, do you know a Spice Girls song off the top of your head? I, I can't off the top of my head. I don't think I. Spice song. Let's see. Like I can remember remember an S Club Seven song. Did they write better songs? I, I don't can recognize any of these songs. I can remember a Backstreet Boys song. Yeah, obviously. But I can't remember a Spice Girls song. Spice Girls were a thing in nineteen ninety four. So in whatever you were listening to in nineteen ninety four, there was much better shit then. Yeah. Also, yeah. like. When you're younger, I feel like there's stigma with like guys, at least what the era we were born. Yeah. And grew up in. There was always a stigma against like boys liking girl groups or things like that. You don't think so? Um, again, I didn't grow up in that era. I've, I didn't go to high school when you went to high school or I didn't go to elementary when you no, were in this elementary. this is more elementary. In high school, nobody gave a shit. I don't think I was in elementary when you were in elementary. Dude. Kids love the Spice Girls, bro. And I was like, boys love the Spice Girls. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I want to date a girl like Baby Spice. Like, th like, you know, that was the thing when you were in grade five and six. Like, which one's your girlfriend? Gross. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but yeah, no. And I think music was, like, openly welcome. Yeah. Like I got introduced to a lot of different kind of music when I was a kid, like Green Day and all this kind of stuff. This isn't typical stuff that's heard in my household or even my immediate 
kind of surrounding like yeah. my family members like you know what i mean there's a lot of uh, good music out there that if you enjoy music you enjoy music i don't think it, there should be any kind of connotation attached to that yeah i mean as a kid you don't it's like saying ah you're a douchebag for liking picassos you're not i'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding. like uh, you know obviously when you're a kid like you just conform to the ideas around you. You're very that valuable. too. Yeah, that too. There's a lot of and come on, a girl group is the easiest way to you know <laughs> form or like that kind of group sort of music was yeah. easy for to spoon feed children at that age, right? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Uh, first ever music I listened to when I came to Canada was Eminem. Yeah, uh, Slim Shady Dope. album. Yeah, yeah, I think I used dun, to bump dun, that dun, a lot. Dun, dun, dun. That, 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 that's 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 what kind of resonates with me yeah i used for, to play that a lot in the house yeah what else did i uh play back in actually the day? before so did you know when i moved to canada i didn't know that, so tamil music yeah is music because movies exist right like tamil music is right. played intermittently between storylines in a movie so tamil films are musicals yeah and if not you, all of it but no no, they're musicals because a lot of films or a majority of films have spaces for music i don't think Pieces that makes a music. musical that's what a musical is really yeah have you not watched any other kind of a musical no i hate musicals. where they break out into song yeah but like i feel like tamil that's, movies have way more like that's what it is they're breaking out into song in that moment to express that feeling wow you just blew my mind but just think disney and watch a, a tamil movie oh you know what like when you said disney came to mind what? high school musical <laughs> and the torture of having to watch that when it rained during lunchtime is all i can experience right now yeah um you just blew my mind with this musical thing. Though. Yeah. Anyways. A majority of Bollywood films, are yeah. films shot in South Asia, are uh, musicals. Okay. And there are very few that are traditional motion pictures, like hour and a half cut. Yeah. So I used to think that the songs of Eminem, Sean Paul, used to be a part of the movies. Yeah, it's so, it's backwards here. Yeah. So the song comes out first, and then a movie will come out 10 years later and be like, yo, we're going to use that song in the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I, I used to go around and, be, and I used to be like, hey, what movie is that from? And people are so confused looking <laughs> at me. It's like, what's wrong with this kid? Right, right. But right. I didn't know any better. Right. And finally, somebody goes, hey, they're called albums. They're not movies. I was like, in my head, I was like, photo albums? Why are we, what's what's the relationship between photo albums and songs? Right. And then like my tutor at the time like actually explained it to me. I was like, "Oh, they release albums and records and things like that." And that's when I completely understood. But I was a dumb kid who just didn't grasp the concept. It took me a while to learn kind of the understand the the science behind music. There definitely is a science behind sound. Yeah. And uh, if you're ever interested about sound, you should definitely pursue like the engineering of sound or the science of sound. It's real cool. 
There's some cool stuff. Um, what drives you as a person? I think the need and the curiosity that I always have about things always keeps me moving. Always keeps me moving. I constantly need to have answers to things. Um, and I think knowledge is power. So every chance I get, I do often um, try new skills, learn new skills. Um, like there was, there was a stretch of time when I was in university where I would build furniture. Like I would build ping pong tables, coffee tables. Like Ikea? Like, cause no, you, no, everybody's no. got to build like those. From scratch, like buy two by fours. Oh. Find like skids, stain them. Oh, carpenter in you, huh? Yeah. Okay. So like, I love building things. Okay. Like even now I'm older, but if you give me a Lego set. Yeah. Forget about it. You're not seeing me for six hours. Oh man. I'm Lego is a lot of fun. Yeah. I love puzzles. So the, the wooden puzzles you see around the house, I love doing those. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I'm very curious. So that keeps me very motivated and driven. I also come from nothing, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. taking care of my family and making sure everybody around me is doing well is also a motivator for why I do the things I do. And I think the adventurous piece and the curiosity piece goes together, right? Uh, allows me to try new things and be fearless and, um, persistent when it comes to certain things. Right. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a long answer to what drives me. Nice. Yeah. Well, I guess on that note, we got to get going here. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Spice Complex. Alrighty. See you folks. Till next time.